you run your own freelance business? Or maybe you're thinking about picking up some business on the side. Well, then you need FreshBooks. FreshBooks is the quickest and easiest way to get invoices out to your clients. It's easy to use. It works anywhere, available from any device, uh, on the desktop, iPhone, iPad, Android, and all of your data is backed up and secure. And it makes it really easy to get organized and get paid. You'll be tracking time, logging expenses, and invoicing your clients in no time. You can also save time billing, freeing up several days per month to focus on the work that you love, and you get paid faster. FreshBooks customers are paid on average five days faster because there's a link on the invoice that says pay me now. And it's a great way to grow your business. Plus, FreshBooks is offering a 30-day trial. That's right, 30-day trial if you try them out. So go to gofreshbooks.com slash devchat and enter devchat in the how did you hear about us section. Once again, for a 30-day trial, go to gofreshbooks.com slash devchat and enter devchat in the how did you hear about us section. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another My Ruby Story. This week, we're talking to Takashi Kokobun. Takashi, you want to say hello? Hello, I'm Takashi Kokobun. Nice to meet you. Do you want to just give us a brief introduction to who you are? are you were on not that long ago actually yep i'm basically a template engine hobbyist and uh, i'm also a ruby committer uh, which who is currently working on the jit compiler of ruby 2.6 so mm-hmm. yeah i'm a ruby rails application engineer in my company and recently i'm also working on the infrastructure of the rails application Awesome. Yeah, we uh, we talked to Noah Gibbs and he he said some nice things about you too. So oh. yeah, the, the JIT compiler is really cool coming up in Ruby 3.0. And so uh, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll probably dive into that a little bit later in the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I sent you a list of questions and we're just going to kind of work through those. The first thing that I wanted to ask you was, how did you get into programming? I I started programming at my the first grade of uh, uni- of the university and uh, i started to learn c programming language in the, my first uh, part time job and uh, after that i i was bored by the c language so i started to learn c uh, objective c and started to to program the ios application mm-hmm. to build a game and i moved to another company which is building iPhone applications. And uh, I started to build uh, uh, iOS puzzle games. And I, I implemented the server-side program, uh, server-side program for the puzzle game with Ruby on Rails. So I started to work on Ruby with the company. Very cool. So uh, what made you then decide that you wanted to do Ruby and play with things like the JIT compiler over, you know, staying with iOS? Uh, yeah. First of all, I didn't like to program with Objective-C because Ruby is much cleaner and simpler than uh, Objective-C. So uh-huh. I, in, at that time, Ruby was my very favorite language. And so after that, I started to build web applications mainly with using a Ruby language. So three or four years, I, I built so many uh, Ruby on Rails applications. So then, but uh, I, then I wanted Ruby to be more faster. So I started, uh, decided to build a JIT compiler to make it faster. 
Gotcha. How did you find Ruby? Uh, that's because some of my friends who are writing uh, Ruby uh, web applications are very familiar with Ruby and uh, uh, they tweet about mm -hmm. Ruby in their Twitter. So I'm interested in Ruby by their uh, tweets. Oh, gotcha. So you saw them tweeting about Ruby and you decided to try it. Um, yeah. What was the first thing you built with Ruby? The server-side application for the iOS application, oh, okay. game, And also, I, uh, at the same time, also wrote a social networking service for my circle at the university. Uh -huh. and, and so it's kind of a, a blog and uh, some social stuff in some, like, uh, adding comments for other people mm -hmm. and uh, uh, writing a profile on that page. So I built a basic social networking service for my circle. So th those two things are my first application written in Ruby on Rails. That's cool. Thank you. So what was it about Ruby that you really liked? The simple syntax. And at first, I liked it because uh, I don't need to write many types. But mm -hmm. recently, I sometimes write types in my uh, in some comments or documentations. Mm -hmm. So, but in Ruby, we can op optionalize to write the types. Right. Uh, it's not mandatory, so it's very fun to write Ruby. Yeah, it's nice how flexible it is. Yeah. So, did you do anything on open source? in Ruby before you started working on the JIT compiler? Yeah. In, in the end of my university, I started to be interested in the template engine because after the company who is building uh, iPhone application, I joined the web application company called uh, Cookpad, which is building mm -hmm. the uh, recipe sharing service, which is built with uh, Ruby on Rails. And in that company, Hamo HAML template language is used for uh, writing HTML. Right. So, and, and also, I, I knew that HAML is much slower than Serum. So I started to, uh, I wanted to optimize it because I also liked the syntax of HAML. So then I built another implementation of HAML language, which is called HAMLIT. And it, it, it was uh, eight about eight times faster than the original Hammer implementation. Oh, wow. Thank you. <laughs> so, yeah, it's the major work for which is built by me and written in Ruby. Very cool. What goes into writing a templating system? What does it take to get that done? So basically, template engine is compiling the template language to Ruby code. And I profile the slow Ruby generated code. And uh, I optimize that by... Instrument, instrumenting the old and very slow code, and I remove the unnecessary code in which in the place we can optimize that, and the generated code became gradually faster, and uh, I can generate a very fast code in the uh, finery. Very cool, and uh, yeah, so you get that all going. Was it just not fast enough? Was that how you got into working on the JIT compiler? Next to Hamel, I work on ELB because some, uh, one of Ruby committers invited me to optimize ELB. 
which is another template engine for Ruby. Right. And and I optimized ERB two times faster, and then I got a commit bit for Ruby. So I became a Ruby committer by that. Awesome. Then after that, I started to work on the my personal JIT compiler implemented with LLVM, but it's not good for introducing to Ruby because LLVM is too big to required for uh, CRuby. Mm. So I started to work on another portable way, which is which can be implemented with using the normal C compiler, which is originally proposed by another person. And so I, as I already have the commit bit for Ruby by optimizing ERB, I started to work on JIT compiler by using the commit bit. Nice. <laughs> and uh, they just let that in? <laughs> yeah. I, I needed to get review from Koichi, who is the author of the VM of Ruby. Okay. But uh, after uh, receiving the review and fixing the bugs, I could merge the patch by getting the approval from him. Right. And is that something that's going to come out in Ruby 3 or is it already out there in some form in Ruby 2? Yeah, it's already merged to the trunk of Ruby. So okay. it will be uh, released in the next release. It's, uh, it will be the 2.6. Mm-hmm. Very nice. What are you working on now? I'm continuing to uh, work on improving the JIT compiler because it can improve the, some micro benchmarks and uh, another larger benchmark, which is called AutoCAD. But currently, Rails can't be faster by JIT compiler somehow. So I'm investigating the cause and uh, improving the res- some bottlenecks. And it takes much time. Yep. So do you still work for CookPad? Uh, no, I left the CookPad last year and I'm currently working at Treasure Data. Okay. And what do they do? Uh, they are providing a platform for uh, analytics using the uh, big data. It corrects many data from the many companies, and uh, we can query against the big data using the Hive or Presto query engine. So uh, it's kind of an analytics platform, which is uh, built on top of Ruby on Rails. Right. That's cool. So how much time do you get to spend working on things like the JIT compiler versus working on treasure data and things at work? In daytime, I fully work on the treasure data's Rails application, about seven, seven hours or so. And after that, I go to home and uh, I work on JIT compiler about uh, five hours every day. Oh, wow. Probably. So, so you I sleep and breathe Ruby, huh? <laughs> yeah. What's your favorite part of working on this stuff? The time when I could get result or some uh, improvements in performance. Uh, when I see some improvements by uh, my efforts, uh, I'm very excited about uh-huh. that. That makes sense. Yeah. So once Ruby 3 releases, what are you going to work on then? Are you going to keep improving the JIT or do you have some other projects you want to tackle? After finishing JIT compiler, I'll be uh, I'll work on distributed program as softwares because uh-huh. my company is building so many middlewares for scale scalability and performance, and uh, I'm interested in building uh, distributed systems because 
very difficult and I want to solve many difficult things, which is very uh, interesting to solve. So right. I'm, yeah, I'm going to learn many things about uh, distributed systems. Now, are you going to do distributed systems in Ruby or in some other language? Uh, if, if the concurrency or parallelism will come to the Ruby, I will use Ruby. But for now, global interpreter rock will block me against the parallelism. So it's not good for, for probably it's not good for middlewares. Right. I think. So you're going to use something like Elixir or? My company is mainly using Java or JVM. So oh. probably I'll use Java or Scala or something like that. Oh, cool. I don't know if I have any other questions for you. Is there anything else you want to talk about that you've done or that you're interested in? In my previous company, I worked on some things like uh, JobQ system. And mm -hmm. also, I maintained some development environment and staging servers, uh, CI. And uh, one, one of my, some, I introduced the JobQ system, which is called Barbecue, uh, it, which is an open source JobQ system on GitHub, and which is built on top of the ECS. Do you know ECS? in uh -huh. AWS. Am Amazon, AWS, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, And it executes the one job on the Docker container and uh, it starts Docker container per job and uh, it is scalable per job because using ACS, we can specify the resource which is required for each job and mm -hmm. we can specify the CPU and memory resource which is needed to run job. And the barbecue job queue system can enqueue the job to the ECS Docker container cluster. And ECS agent will schedule the uh, job and auto scale. Uh, we can use the AWS auto scaling group to scale our container cluster automatically. So uh, we can have a automatically scaled, infinitely automatically scaled job queue cluster. Very cool. That, that sounds so interesting and just the capabilities of the cloud right i mean you have you can put this on a server and then you know you may run out of memory or hard drive space or whatever but yeah in the cloud it feels like it's just you know it, you can't run it out of space yeah you know, it, it's functionally infinite i mean there, there's a limitation to what the capability of the cloud is as well yeah. but you're never going to hit it yeah so and, that, that's really cool how do people check that out you can see that uh, on the GitHub, cookpad slash barbecue. All right. I also have a Pico deck uh, slides for that. So yeah. I'll share that later. Yeah, that's always handy if you want to go check that stuff out. Well, are you on social media? Is, is there a place where people can go and see what you're thinking about or working on today? Yeah, you, you can reply me by uh, at Kokubun, at Twitter or GitHub, something else. Awesome. All right, well, let's go ahead and do some picks. Do you have some okay. things you want to shout out about? This episode is sponsored by DigitalOcean. DigitalOcean is the hosting provider I use for devchat.tv. I also use it for my applications that manage the RSS feeds, scheduling, and sponsorships involved in delivering these shows. DigitalOcean is easy to use, has data centers all over the world, and provides terrific services including server hosting and object storage for delivering your web applications and assets quickly and easily. I use DigitalOcean because I love their interface. I get SSD storage for my servers, and their support replies quickly. So go check them out at DigitalOcean.com. Yeah, last week I went to Osaka in Japan, and uh, I ate so many takoyakis. Do you know takoyaki? 
Uh-uh. It's Takoyaki? a... Yeah, uh, I typed it in the uh-huh. Zoom chat, and uh, it's a, uh, you can search the image by Takoyaki. Probably, I can't explain that well in English. It's a seafood pancake, which has octopus in that, and it's, it has salty sauce and mayonnaise. That looks amazing. And it's very delicious. And I ate that twice per day. And uh, yeah, it was good in Osaka, but you can eat very delicious takoyaki in Tokyo as well. So you can try that later. Nice. I'm looking to see if there's anything close by here. <laughs> but uh, anyway, yeah, I'm going to spend the next 10 minutes now clicking on uh, Google Maps. <laughs> Uh, very cool. Anything else you wanted to shout out about before I do my picks? Next thing is Ruby Kaigi. Do you know that? I do. Um, I was <laughs> trying to work things out so that I could go, but I've had some personal things going on and mm-hmm. I don't think I, I'll be able to make it. I am going to try and make it a fluent comp, but oh. I've always wanted to go to Japan. My dad was a, a Mormon missionary in Japan hmm. and uh, loved it there. So. That's good. Yeah, I, I want to recommend listeners to go to Ruby Kaigi because it's very fun for to hear many technical Ruby talks. Uh-huh. So yeah, I definitely recommend that. Nice. Yeah, I looked at the talks and it looks really, really awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm going to jump in here and uh, do a few picks. One thing that I would like to do just for a moment is if I can get through this without crying is dedicate the show to my dad. He passed away a couple of weeks ago. And, oh, sorry uh, to hear that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, anyway, he, he inspired me in a lot of things, including kind of going out on my own and doing mm-hmm. uh, this kind of a thing. You know, he, he was a dentist, so, oh. um, you know, he wasn't a podcaster or a programmer or anything like that, but, mm. you know, he, he did run his own business and, um, you know, made me feel like I could kind of do the same thing and, Anyway, I just always felt like he was proud of me, even though he didn't always understand what it was I was spending <laughs> my days doing. So, yeah, I'm gonna. I just wanted to take a minute and kind of dedicate the show to him. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, this will come out in a few weeks. So we're recording this on Monday, May 14th, mm-hmm. um, just to kind of give people some context at the time. One other thing that I want to pick is just camping. camping. Um, just getting out, you know, go out into nature. You know, my, my neighbor calls it uh, living like a hobo, you know, because you go out and you dress in really warm clothes and sleep on the ground, you know, kind of like a homeless person. But uh, it's fun. (laughs) You you go out, you know, you cook some food over the fire. Uh, My kids love it. And I think that's really what it is for me is just, you know, getting that time with people you care about. And so uh, anyway, I'm going to pick that. And then the last thing that I'm going to pick is... I'm I'm finding more and more that there are Facebook groups that just do interesting stuff that I'm interested in. Mm-hmm. So I found a group, if you're in Utah, this is probably more applicable to you, but I'm guessing that they have groups like this all over the place, kind of like the yard sale groups that I see all over Facebook. This one is Utah Backyard Homesteading. And so basically it's, you know, you've got people who raise goats and chickens in their backyard mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And that's interesting, but... I found for me, I'm not really interested in goats or chickens, mm-hmm. but they have a lot of gardening and gardening tips. Mm-hmm. And that's been really great. So I'm looking to fix up my yard. When we moved into this house, nobody had lived in it for like a year. 
<laughs> and so the yard got really messed up and it's it's we've been fighting the weeds for years and just have never been able to conquer it so um, i've been getting all kinds of pointers and help for that you know people giving me tips and ideas on how how to plant my uh, garden and things like that. So um, if you're looking for something like that, I'm guessing that they probably have a Facebook group that you can join where they oh. will give you all kinds of ideas and, and things like that. Another great place to get tips like this is Pinterest. Hmm. So I'm going to pick see. both of those uh, just as terrific ways. If you own some ground, <laughs> you know, I know some people live in apartments or they live in a place where they don't really manage the you know the lawn around their home. But uh, here we do. So yeah. for ideas for that, then check it out. And if you have other ideas for like decorating or what to do with your garage space or things like that, I found groups for those too. So mm-hmm. anyway, I'm going to throw all that out there. I try right. later. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So one other thing, I'm pretty sure that we ran across you from a blog post, if I remember right. So mm-hmm. do you have a blog? Yeah, I have Medium blog, which I recently created. So I'll share that later. All right. Well, we'll put a link to that in the show notes. It looks like it's just, yeah, Coco Boon, just like everything, everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> With the O is a zero, I'm assuming. Yeah, zero. Yeah. So anyway, um, I encourage people to go check that out. It's always interesting too. I think a lot of times we kind of take for granted how the virtual machine works. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting just to see what people are doing working on it. Yeah. So if you want to deepen your Ruby knowledge that way, Takashi's blog there really is awesome so thank you all right well we'll go ahead and wrap this up thank you for coming yeah thank you all right we will be back at it next week bandwidth for this segment is provided by cashfly the world's fastest cdn deliver your content fast with cashfly visit c-a-c-h-e-f-l-y.com to learn more